Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Football Friday on Second City Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. <laughs> Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny Score McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps from, whether it's an Apple iTunes store or Google Play, wherever you get your apps. Make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch our live shows, including this one, Second City Sports Zone, or about other five live shows. If you miss any of them, you can download that app, go back to those shows, uh, watch them, and listen to them at your own leisure. If you want to follow Sports Zone Show. Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. You better do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. If you want to follow uh, our audio version of this program, the podcast version of Second City Sports, you you could do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on all those podcast platforms. W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, W-A-R-R on Anchor. If you want to follow War Media, and you should, you can follow those guys on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. Look, Kenna, before we get started on a hashtag football Friday coverage, uh, let's start with some good news for a change. And let's start off with some basketball, in particular the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are 1-0 in this early season. They defeated the Detroit Pistons by the score of 94-88 in downtown downtown Detroit in the year three, I believe, in that new arena for the Pistons, your little Caesars mm-hmm. arena. Lakina, Zach Levine led, led the Bulls with 34 points, but it was a bad shooting first half, which the Bulls shot 27%. But in the second half, they woke up. Zach Levine took the took the team on his back, especially in that third quarter. The Bulls only had 10 points off their bench, but it was okay. The starters held it down. Nikolai Vujicic had 15 points. Lonzo Ball had 12. And DeMar DeRozan had 17 in his Bulls debut. Lakina, I don't know. Some people uh, on both sides of the spectrum, I'll take this side of the spectrum. It was opening night. The Bulls are still having to learn about one another on the court. Yes, many people expected this team to blow out the Pistons, but I'm not too worried about that. You get out of there with the win without playing your best. Sometimes this is what happens in a long season. Yes, it was opening night. Yes, the Pistons are terrible. They were playing without rookie star Cade Cunningham, your guy, Lakina. But I'll, I'll say this. Uh, the Bulls still have a lot to learn, and we, and we should expect it coming in, into the season. But the way they played in the second half in terms of offense, I really like what the Bulls did. Now, they still have a long way to go, but I'm not too worried about this. I'm not jumping off a cliff like some people want some Bulls fans to do. I'm well, not going to fall for that childish nonsense. Well, yeah, well, it's it's sort of silly that, you know, Bulls tour was already like in midseason form, like early on, especially when they got a little bit of, a you know, the rust and the start. It's going to take a couple of games for everybody to kind of mesh. And I know Vooch has been struggling from three. He was one for four in that, that game on mm-hmm. Wednesday. But you know what? Look, you know, Zach Levine, that's why you have Zach Levine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, picked up the slack for everybody else. But then again, the owners does have to be on him. 
And, and look, you know, Vooch had 15, you know, Lonzo Ball kicked in with 12, you know, DeRozan had 17, you know, and Patrick Williams was a little bit banged up, you know, with the shoulder. It looks like he should be good to go tonight. And, and look, if, if, we, if they played a game like this maybe last year or even a couple of seasons ago, this team, the Bulls would have been rocked for like 15 or 20 points, let's be honest. Yeah. But, you know, you have a star. Exactly. That's what you that what stars do. But the good news is that the Oilers does have to be on him half the time. You know, he had 30. Excuse me, at 34, you know, Vooch has some, you know, big defensive rebounds. DeRose has some big defensive rebounds late, and also he hits some big shots. So I'm not like one of those you know, people that lets you know, look, I would assume we had seven points off the bench. You know, he actually had that early, you know, early on. And I think it was, you know, Troy Brown Jr. just, I think he had kind of put, a, put like a couple of quick fouls. He got pulled. So, and, you know, I had to kind of pick up the slack. And he didn't, he didn't like he was, he was afraid out there. You know, he said, you know, look, you know, okay, I'm, I'm out here and, you know, these guys, you got the, it looked, I mean, the, 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 you know, the piss has got some, you know, venerable players, you know, Jeremy Grant and those mm-hmm. guys, you know, Frank Jackson and Killian Hayes. I mean, they have, they have players, you know, they got, I know they have a new coaching staff, so it's going to take them, them while to mesh. And, but the, the Bulls did cover, <laughs> our buddy Matt Pack would say, you know, they won by <laughs> six. So, but, but, you know, look, I think, look, early in the season, I mean, look, they have the Pelicans. They've got a light schedule these first, first games, then it gets a little, next week it gets a little bit tougher, but, you you pile on the wins now and see how you do measure up against some of those big teams that they are, they are going to be facing in these you know next few weeks. You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday. We're live in a living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. If you want to um, uh, have a make a comment or you have a question for either one of us, you can go to our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments or questions in the comment section. Lakina will get them up and running for you. If you try to troll or if you try to do something stupid, Lakina will politely give you the Bill Lane beer boot. <laughs> Going back to Wednesday night's uh, um, road opener at Detroit, Lakina, uh, two players that I want to highlight here for Chicago. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, Nikolai Vujicic had 15 points in 36 minutes. He had 15 rebounds, but he was also um, he also struggled in that first half. I know he picked up a couple of early fouls and he had a technical foul in there mm-hmm. as well. I thought that that after the technical foul, it kind of bothered him for a while, but he definitely got back on track in terms of scoring in the second half. He missed a couple of tip ins, I believe three in a row in that first half following that te- technical foul. Uh, he really struggled on the defensive end. He's not a defensive player, but I expect mm-hmm. him to pick it up as the season goes along, uh, along it, uh, on the interior and uh, on defense, but offensively he picked it up in the second half. Alex Caruso, um, the former uh, NBA champion with the Los Angeles Lakers, he signed a four-year deal in free agency in this offseason. In 27 minutes of action, he only had three points. Uh, he was in foul trouble all game, so he couldn't establish himself defensively like he wanted to, but he had two blocks and four steals. As we said before, and if you listen to our last show, which is this past Monday, we said that Alex Caruso will bring it off the bench, especially defensively from the perimeter. Uh, he set the tone on Wednesday against Detroit. Yes, uh, it, he got held back a bit because he was in foul trouble. You like the energy from the defensive end from the point guard position that he brought off the bench. That's what we expect for him all season long. Well, yeah, I think he got job by some of those. Some of those calls on the Bulls were just you know, terrible, mm-hmm. like some of the traveling calls on the foul calls on Caruso. But look, he, look he's already was a difference maker. He may – you know, he made you know, some big steals. You know, they got helped the Wolves get back into the game. And, you know, three, he only scored three points. But you know what, though, again, he 
you kind of like give you know, the Bulls a little bit of that jolt of energy that they needed. So, mm-hmm. like, I think I already know that you're already seeing why he was such a beloved figure in L.A. with the Lakers, mm-hmm. and that's why the Lakers fans are still bummed that they didn't resign him. But you know, the like you know the you know their loss when you know the Lake uh, the Bulls mm-hmm. is a game. But and, and look, I think it's going to take a, some games. We'll talk about some other teams that's going to take a while, take some games before everybody meshes. Look, yeah, preseason is preseason, but we're talking about you know the real stuff, and you know. Look, folks aren't going to show you your full, like, you know, arsenal, you know, in the preseason. They're not. They wanna, they're not going to spend a lot of injury, en- energy. So, you know, and you're going to – look, you're going to have these little – you know, these kind of – these grinded-out games that you're going to have to get from these from these teams. You know, look, the, like I said, the Pistons are going to be a little bit better this year. Are they a playoff team? You know, probably not. But you know, they're not going to be pushovers like they were last year. And, you know, there are going to be some other teams that they're going to have to face that – you know, look, you're going to have, and especially in the long 82 games season, you're going to have these sort of these, you know, grinded out, you know, like, you know, got to go right down dirty, you know, these wins. So, and look, I think everyone's going to match. Look, I think Boots going to get out of his slump. You know, he should keep shooting. I know some people say maybe he shouldn't shoot or maybe he shouldn't start. But, no, I think if he keeps shooting, he'll get back into a rhythm. So, I'm not worried about Boots right now. Lonzo, you know, he showed, he showed some promise with the, the assists and stuff. You know, DeRozan mm-hmm. did what he had to did what he needed to do. I mean, there were several couple of shots that were questionable, but you know, he's not he's been used to playing like sort of like a slow down side with the Spurs the last few years. So, and the Bulls are going to play more like up tempo, so mm-hmm. he's got to get used to that. So he and he should and he should be used to it. I mean, because you know he did that. You know, they did it in Toronto for for some years when he was there. But you know, look, I, I'm not worried about the Bulls. You know, I think people are kind of like you're freaking out over nothing. And I think they just let let, the, let give them some time to let, let them gel. And I think the good news is they have a full schedule that they'll be able to. Yeah. Before we move on to the rest of the association, I wanted to bring up Alonzo, um, bring up Lonzo Ball, and you and you, you mentioned that he did set the tone. You could tell that the, uh, the difference in this team from last year and years past when this team did not truly have a true point guard. Lonzo Ball, he had four turnovers with four assists, but he's going to figure it out. As I said before, it's going to take time, but you could tell the difference already uh, uh, being the uh, on-court leader. We know that starting point guards are the extension uh, are the extension from the head coach, and so he was directing guys, in particular Zach Levine in and Vucevic, uh, the, those pick and roll plays, especially from the from the uh, from the high side, is going to be very interesting this year. And speaking of uh, Lonzo's shooting, <coughs> it's been talked about over the summer that uh, he improved his shot, and we mentioned it on this program. Uh, it didn't take long for him to start hoisting up open threes. He, he didn't take a lot of them; he was only two, two or six. But you could tell that if the rest of the guys, um, in terms of DeRozan and Zach Levine. And Vucevic, uh, all those guys are scoring. It's going to open things up for, for, for Lonzo offensively that much more. You don't expect Lonzo to score. You expect him to set the tone and get the ball in the right position for the other guys. But if, they, if uh, defenses are going to collapse on Zach Levine and Vucevic, especially in the post, if Lonzo's open, he's going to take the open shot. That's what your true classic point guard in this office should do. And I think that's, and I think he'll learn too. I think he actually got better, you know, with the Pelicans last year. So I think he'll, mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine once he starts like into the rhythm and get into the system. I think like all these, all these guys are going to mesh well together. So look, it's going to take, you know, some games, maybe like five to 10 games for these guys to kind of really get into a rhythm. So I'm um, not for all these folks to say, oh, well, the Bulls are frauds. So everyone was right about it. No, no, let, let, let's, let, let's slow down, folks. Okay. But they've only played one game. So it's way too early, down. folks. Way too early. 
And speaking of the Chicago Bulls, their whole openers tonight at the United Center at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports Chicago against the New Orleans Pelicans. No Zion Williamson, boo. <laughs> but it should be an exciting time at the United Center. For those fans that are going to the game tonight, remember you have to show proof of vaccination or, uh, or for a negative COVID test three days prior to the event. So all you guys are going out there to the United Center tonight. Don't forget those items. And, of course, they'll have a, a, another home game, which is a back-to-back tomorrow at 7 p.m. against the Detroit Pistons. So, second time, they'll face the Pistons uh, in a week. So, tonight is New Orleans for the home opener. Tomorrow, you face the Pistons again, but this time at the United States. So, the Bulls should have a nice weekend. Hopefully, they'll be beat 3-0 by the time we um, join you back here on Monday. Lakina, let's go to the rest of the association. Uh, let's start off with Tuesday's action. The Brooklyn Nets uh, got blasted by the defending world champion Milwaukee Bucks, while the Golden State Warriors shot the NBA world by upsetting the Lakers at at Staples Center, one twenty-one to one fourteen. Did anything surprise you on opening night Tuesday? I, I mean, look, I think the, the Lakers Warriors score. I think you know Steph, you know Steph could still shoot. I think people are kind of showing you that he can still shoot from three. And, and look, like I said, before, he played like trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean the true. Well, for for by his standard, I think he'll, he'll say yeah. it. But but uh, look, I think he had guys there that kind of pick us like Jordan Poole. I think some people said could be a sleeper. You know, maybe for mm-hmm. most improved player. I think I, I think I think Matt. I think our buddy Matt Peck was the one who said that. One of our one of our folks from our, yeah, our Josh panel, Hicks said it. Yeah, yeah. said that Josh said that. Um, and also too, remember, uh, you know, Iggy is, is back there now. He kicked in mm-hmm. with you know, with twelve, and also too, like you know, on the flip side, you know, Russell Westbrook struggles. You know, he was zero for four from three, four for thirteen for uh, the you know uh, from the from the uh, from the from the arc. So mm-hmm. it, it, look, it, like I said before, it's gonna take a while for this Lakers team to kind of mesh with you all together. I mean, Westbrook is not used to being around, you know, all you know all these like all stars. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll see, you know. Will Carmelo have to come off the bench? Maybe he'll be a starter. Maybe Dwight Howard will be a starter, you know, for for Baysmore. So it, it's gonna it's gonna take a while for Frank Bull to kind of like okay, who can work together and who can kind of mesh better together. And it, look, it's gonna take a while. I know they were winless through the uh, the preseason. Lakers fans were already freaking out about that. But yeah, I, I look, I, I think they'll be fine. I think that let's not like you'll freak out that oh my god, well LeBron's gonna take his ball and like sit for like a, for, like, a month. <laughs> Because I've heard, I've seen people say that. So like, no, let let let's slow down, folks. But yeah, I think the Warriors. Let, let's wait till Clay gets back. I mean, that's how how he's gonna uh, mesh with the you know, the Warriors and the way they're set up. So let, let let's see. Let, let's. Not, I know they. I know they also want to get the Clippers last night. We'll get to know that in a second. But mm-hmm. you know, let, let let's slow down, folks. Yeah. I remember hearing about Jordan Poole a little bit last season, but shout out to our guy Josh Hicks from War Media. He was on our previous show uh, this past Monday. If you missed it, just go back on YouTube, subscribe to Sports Zone Chicago. Just type in Second City Sports to ND City Sports, and then there's our last episode uh, featuring our NBA Roundtable special. Uh, Jordan Poole did look great on Tuesday, Lakina. Like you said, Steph, yes, he said after the game to LA LaForce, to his standards, he played like trash, but if if Steph is going to play like that and the Warriors are winning, you and you in a good place and you dealing with first world problems. But um, I, I just kept thinking it went when Clay Thompson gets back, hopefully around Christmas or so. And if the Warriors are uh, slightly above 500. This team can be dangerous. I'm not saying playing another championship parade down the San Francisco Gate Bridge, but mm-hmm. uh, this team can be competitive. Draymond Green, he, he looks better. He, uh, you know, have, he has a few gray hairs in his beard, but he looks uh, to be in shape. Of course, he, He's coming off the off the Olympics from um, this past summer with another gold medal. 
and uh, Steve Curry, uh, they have a different type of roster. Andrew Wiggins is finally filling in his role. He had a couple of big baskets in the yeah. game on, on, on Tuesday. So uh, this Warriors team, if when they get it together, especially when Klay Thompson gets back, they could cause a problem. I'm not yeah. the biggest Warriors fan, but I respect them. So I'm really keeping my eyes on them this year a little bit more than I did a year ago. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, like I said, once it'll be how, how scarier will they be once Clay does come back around. I think it's right around mm-hmm. Christmas or right before Christmas he's supposed mm-hmm. to come back. So we'll see. Now let, let's talk about like some of these Wednesday games. We're not going to go through all of them, but let's go through mm-hmm. some of the, stand, the standouts. Um, you know, of course, you know, the Chicago, of course, the Detroit uh, game. Uh, Minnesota looked really good. I think Carl Anthony Towns might be playing to perhaps maybe play somewhere else. I wish I, it was Chicago, but I don't think it's going to happen. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I wish I would love for him to come here, but I think a lot of them, they have to move a lot of stuff in order to make that happen. But uh, like he had 30 points in the win against Houston. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure people are going to be by for a service. Though. Philly, I mean, that whole, look, we won't get into the whole thing with Philly. We don't have time. And plus, it's, it's, it's too much to have to, too much to, uh, to unpack. Well, but... uh, we said this during the summer. We'll say it one, one more again, as the kids would say. <laughs> ben Simmons has to grow up, play nice. Philadelphia management, even though they mishandled this too, do not cave into his demands. Ben Simmons, be a professional, grow up, do your yeah. part, and then you'll get your wish. Mike, exactly. Drop. Yeah, Continue. exactly. Like a Christmas, yeah, the Christmas, like a Christmas thing, you know, just you know, be nice, and then you know, you'll be you'll be okay. Don't disrespect one of the one of the top most respected coaches in the league in Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. So there you but go. look, they had a, a great showing against the, the Pelicans, you know. Working cost, you know, Corkmas had a uh, Corkmas, I should say, had like 22 off the bench, you know, and beat. I know he's over the Ben Simmons driver, he had 22 <laughs> and uh, you know, six rebounds. So, uh, yeah, they looked really good. Um, uh, how about shout that out Sac- to Kate Scott, uh, she's a um, yeah, new TV voice for the Philadelphia 76ers. I did watch the majority of that game via my computer. She did, uh, she did a great job. It's her and Allah Abdul now before NBC Sports Philadelphia, yeah, also to uh. Were you surprised that Sacramento were able to edge out Portland? I did watch uh, some of that game at the end. I caught some of them after I came home from my nine to five. Uh, Harrison Barnes turned back the clock <laughs> of yeah, almost right? 2015, 16 Warriors, Golden State Warriors days. Uh, he had a couple of big buckets down the stretch. Damian Lillard, um, the first time in a long time that he he went. Uh, scoreless from the three point arc. Uh, CJ McCollum, he tried his best, but uh, if if Portland can't come up with last uh can't uh, come up with victories here to start off the year and new head coach Chauncey Billups uh, the Portland can't not get it going here you think Damian Lillard's gonna uh, ask for a trade request again even though he's denied it well I mean I know he's not I know he's not I'm not saying go. he should yet because it's just only one game into the year but uh we if, if we sit if we are sitting here by the end of November and they're not around 500 it could be trouble in paradise could it be well, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to go like the Ben Simmons route about, you know, no, like, no, wanna, no, not no. want to go like he's not going to do that. But yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm sure, look, we that those rumors are going to kind of pop up again. I, I think I, I really feel that the rumors are going to pop up mm-hmm. again. But like, but again, we'll see uh, Thursday's games. The way were you surprised the way uh, I, I thought about our buddy, a lot of tech, you know, she's a big Heat fan. Uh, the way that he just destroyed uh, the Bucks and Tyler Hero had 27 off the bench. You know, that's one of her guys. So. Yeah, one thirty-seven ninety-five last night. Yeah, what did that? How, that was just a crazy score. Like, were you surprised by that? 
In terms of the score, yes. In terms of the Heat winning, though, because let's be honest, Milwaukee, everything was in their favor for the home opener, the ring ceremony, and they got out to a flying star against a Kyrie Irving-less Brooklyn Nets team. So uh, you know that Milwaukee left it all on the floor on Tuesday. So uh, them losing by this by this much, uh, if you're a Bucks fan, you shouldn't be too down on them. Uh, like like I said, all the energy, all the emotion w- was left on the floor on Tuesday. Uh, South Beach, maybe I'm not suggesting they did anything crazy off the court. It is it is the state of Florida, but I wouldn't worry too much if you're a Bucks fan. I know the Miami Heat has owned them in the regular season over the last couple of years. Of course, the Bucks uh, beat the Heat last year in the playoffs, four games to none when it mattered most. But if you're a Bucks fan, I'm not worried about it too much. And shout out to Lisa Byington. She made yes. her debut last night uh, yeah, for Valley is. Sports Wisconsin. Yeah, she did a great job. She's gonna do well there. Bucks fans will love her. Um, the uh, the Hawks just you know hammering uh, Dallas. I mean, I think you know some people were wondering, including myself, that you know Atlanta kind of benefited from some of the others mm-hmm. that happened with the other teams. You know, Cam Reddish had twenty off the bench for them. You know, Trey you know, Trey Young. I mean, not not his best game. He was only two for five mm-hmm. for three, but you know they did enough to win that game. Now look, I'm a look. Atlanta's kind of a question mark for me because I want them to show me, show me. That this is mm-hmm. you know that you guys are for real that you didn't benefit from some of the others that happened last year. Yeah, as we said before, uh, coming into the season after the top uh, after the top three teams with Milwaukee, Brooklyn, M- yeah, Milwaukee and Brooklyn, uh, there's going to be a log jam between three and eight. And Atlanta's one of those teams, uh, along with with Chicago, the Knicks, and Indiana. So, I. Atlanta, I'm I'm with you, Lakina. I said this all summer. You know, I think they are a playoff team, but are they really a player or two away from the NBA Finals? In my personal opinion, no. But uh, going back to the sad line for Trey Young, even though he did sh- shoot the ball poorly, uh, we saw this last year, including uh, the uh, the playoffs. His court vision has gotten a lot better, and he yeah. piled up 14 assists last night. Yeah, and maybe and look, maybe that's a good thing. He probably won't have mm-hmm. to depend on. Uh, him scoring so much, he can kind of set guys up. He had he helps set up Reddish for those some of those big shots he hit. He was three for four from three. I think a couple of those threes were a Trey Young mm-hmm. assist. So it will be Atlanta will be definitely be a team to watch. So we got to take a really quick break. And I know we're getting close some clock discipline. I know I know we got to do that. Yeah. But you know we're going to talk about the LCS. You know both games and there could be could there be deja vu for one of the LCS series? You know we'll we'll talk about that. I'll see some great college football mat- matchups coming up this weekend too. With Sydney Brown, I'm Lakeen Nugget, this is Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you in a bit. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11-17, of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9-19 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the Week 1 starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast update so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Bluestar medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. 
amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry crack skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago City. Lakina here with you. Lakina, just real quick to wrap up on the NBA talk before we move on to baseball. I know you wanted to mention something about last night's uh, Clippers Warriors game. Of course, the, the Warriors are now 2 0 after a 115 113 win over uh, uh, the Clippers. That was, it was their uh, opening game of the season last night as uh, the Warriors played in their hope opener at Chase Center. Did you check out Steph Curry's two long three-point bombs? Did you pay, play, pay close attention to what happened after that first uh, three-pointer? With the, I believe it was like a minute 45 left. Did you pay attention to what happened no, after that? I yeah, I, yeah, I did not look at it. I was prepping, but yeah, I did not see it. What do you do? Did you see Reggie Miller standing up? He called the game with Kevin Harlan last night. He yeah. stood up for the next possession. I believe Paul George made a shot. Then Steph Curry did it again. And Reggie's like, oh, my God. And then he <laughs> sat back down. But uh, it was an entertaining game last night. Uh, the, the Clippers had a chance to uh, tie the game. They were down by three. Uh, Zubat uh, hit the first free throw. Missed the second, but the Clippers couldn't grab the rebound to uh, have an opportunity to tie the game. But uh, – as, as we said on Monday, Lakina, I think it's going to be an exciting season for the NBA as it celebrates its 75th anniversary. I'm sure we'll we'll have it probably do it uh, later in this show, if not uh, on our next show. The 75th anniversary team, the league had three straight days of revealing its uh, all-anniversary team. But it was a very exciting game to watch between the Clippers and the and the Warriors last night. It was part, the second game of the TNT doubleheader and uh, the Warriors, as we said before, when Clay Thompson gets back, uh, the, the Warriors should be exciting. So right now, let's move over to, to baseball as uh, game six of the American League Championship Series will take place tonight from Houston. That's at seven o'clock, I believe, on mm-hmm. FS1 between the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, the yep. Astros lead that best of seven series, three games to two. Lakina, I said Boston is going to win this in seven. I'm going to stick by it. Nathan Evaldi will get the bump for the Red Sox. He's been on fire throughout these playoffs, but in the ALCS, <laughs> call me crazy, but not so much. <laughs> and Chris, Chris Hill gave you everything he had the other day, but he got shelled too. But it's Nathan yeah. Valdi taking the bump of Boston tonight. Do you uh, obviously if you if you're Alex Cora, you treat this like your game seven because if you lose, you're going home. But if if Nathan Valdi gets to any trouble, do you just pull him right away, or do you give him a chance to figure it out? Yeah. Well, who do you use though if he does have not have a very good like early start? I mean, mm-hmm. 
he's like he's he's your ace so you, you have to try mm-hmm. to like you have to treat like a game seven and maybe hopefully maybe tomorrow they can if they win it you know maybe they could be able to use him as a as, as a, in a reliever situation but you know again i think i know you know luis garcia has had his struggles he can kind of up and down but like, mm-hmm. you know you wonder like can he play like the like the pitch like the guy that we saw like earlier in the year so it'll be interesting to see if if it also too i think the key if you're the astros especially since you have them at home try to jump on uh evaldi early if you can get him on him early if you get altuve get a Correa, yeah. get those guys on on base early then maybe you can try and you know maybe you try to be able to kind of like put the Red Sox away because you can't let the Red Sox hang around. You can't let JD Martinez get on base. You can't let you know Rafael Devers you know, get get on there too. So you have to Josh Schwarber too. Exactly. You you have to like you know try to get them out early. Get the outs early and then you know you'll be fine. If not, you know you might be slugging it out. We'll see. But it should it should be a fun game six. I know that you know Red Sox will, will put, put put up a fight and that the Astros are going to want to clinch t- tonight. They don't want to have to you know. Depend on the game seven, so we'll see. It should be a fun one. Yeah, should the Red Sox win it tonight? Uh, like you said, if the game seven will be tomorrow, and I, and I think uh, Lance McCullers, uh, their star pitcher from the last series against the White Sox, uh, I think there will be a factor going into game seven because whoever's just starting, I forgot who's starting tonight for Houston, but whoever's starting for Houston, they will not be used tomorrow. So everybody's going to go for game seven and it's going to mess with you psychologically. So, like, like you said, Lakina, Houston Bay, get it tonight because you don't want to face a dangerous offense in Boston on the road. Boston will be on the road for a game seven as well. But uh, if you're Houston, you better wrap it up tonight. I know your offense showed up in the last two games at Fenway. As I told you, like, and we, we said all season, Boston's bullpen, even though they started off good in the playoffs, especially in that series mm-hmm. against Tampa, the last two games at Fenway, they have been exposed big time. And that's why Houston has this 3-2 lead. Yeah. Also, so, yeah. Luis Garcia, like I said, um, is is pitching for the, the Astros. So like he'll okay. he'll have the yeah, and it'll be interesting to see like like I said before, you know, get get those outs early. You don't don't mm-hmm. look, don't give them any leeway. Don't don't give the you know the the Red Sox even a chance. You know, if we get the Luis Garcia, then we can that I'm sure Astros fans you know expect. I think they'll be able to, but you know, if not, you know, we're going to be going to a game seven. So if you're the Astros, you better hope that's that thing. Yeah, if you Boston used the game plan that you did last Saturday afternoon in game two. You jumped all over Houston early, and you cruised to a victory. So hopefully that same scenario will play off for them tonight. So as we mentioned, the ALCS game six, Houston leads their best of seven series, three games to two. Game six tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on FS1. Lakina, tomorrow will be game six of the National League Championship Series back at Truist Field in Atlanta's. Uh, in the suburbs of Atlanta, this the Atlanta mm-hmm. Braves hosted Los, the defending World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers. The Atlanta Braves lead that best of seven series, three games to two. Of course, last year in the bubble, Aquina, Atlanta had a 3-1 series lead. They blew it. The Dodgers went on to beat the Braves in that series and went on to beat the Tampa Bay the Devil Rays uh, in the World Series. It's the same scenario unfolding again or will Atlanta use their home field advantage to close out the Dodgers and that's probably the difference is that they were they have them at home you remember last year they had to do it in a bubble Mm -hmm. now look again like I said before if we could get the Chris Taylor and AJ Pollock now let me see Mm -hmm. who's pitching for them tomorrow now that that's the community that's I think that's going to be the key like if you're you know they they've been they were also doing like this little committee kind of thing you know Joe Kelly Mm -hmm. started last night for the Dodgers, so it's going to be very interesting to see, like what, like I said before, I mean, it's it's this is going to be kind of one of those series where, like, is it going to be deja vu all over again for the 
for the Braves. And look, they got the early start at four o'clock on tomorrow. So you got to think that's going to be, you know, Max Scherzer. That's who, this is why you picked him up. So if you're, mm-hmm. you know, like you hope you want the Scherzer that we expected to get the one that actually helped pitch the National to the World, to the World Series a few years ago. You know, Ian Anderson will pitch for the Braves. And I think that's going to be, if, if you're the Dodgers, you want to try to get at him early. And if you're, mm-hmm. you know, the Braves, you want to get at Scherzer early. So it's going to really going to depend on which pitch, which pitch can kind of like tame the offense, you know, before, you know, everything else, you know, because you'll fall into place. Now, if you're the Dodgers, now you got to, yeah, go do this all over again. You'll have to wait, win three in a row. You won last night thanks to Chris Taylor, you know, three home runs. He's the first, you know, I had three run home run, you know, when facing elimination, he's the first player to do that. He's also he's just a 12th player to hit a, to have a three home run game all time in postseason history, and it's the second Dodger to do it. So that that like, it's going to be interesting to see. Look, like I said before, I mean, it's going to depend on how the pitching and the the the, and the, and the timely hitting. I think if you're like if you're the Dodgers, you want to try to get at Ian Anderson right away because he sometimes had his struggles. So we'll see. And also, too, who's going to play third base for the Los Angeles Dodgers now with the injury to Justin Turner, my guy with the facial hair. Of course, he's done for the postseason with a bad hamstring injury. Of course, the Dodgers, uh, they won over 100 games uh, uh, for for the season, and they've been doing it all year long with guys uh, coming in and out Mm -hmm. of the lineup. And how much do they have left? I know is a uh, there the season's online is about Dodger pride and championship pride, but do how much do they have left? As you mentioned, Lakina, Max Scherzer should uh, should set the tone tomorrow. He did that in Game Three, and of course the office didn't come through during that San Francisco series. But could the same scenario happen again? I just wonder for this Dodgers team, how much do they have left now with Justin Turner being out? Yeah, that that's going to be another thing. You know, who who can step up? You know. That that's gonna be sort of like the good that's gonna be the thing. You know, they've had guys that have, you know, have gotten hurt. So it's gonna be interesting. Like who who can step up can, you know <laughs> it, it, like I said, this is gonna be this could be very interesting that these if I think it's gonna go seven, I think look, the Dodgers have okay. like too much talent for them not to. And I think this is sort of like by happenstance that the Braves actually got this far without you know, Acuna. So that that's gonna be <laughs> kind of like the thing here. And and it looks so be just you know, like we'll look. If you're Scherzer, you want to try and, you know, try to tame the break because, you know, they're going to want to be going it out. If you're the Dodgers, you want to try to see Ken Bellinger. Look, Albert Pujols, I mean, we, we've heard his name a couple of times. He's going to want to do some, you know, mm-hmm. like have some heroics. Mookie Betts, can he step up? I mean, if you're – look, if you're the Braves, like I said, Ian Anderson, you know, he's been really good. But then sometimes he's been – you know, he hasn't been not so good. So if we get the – if you're the Braves, you're hoping to get the good Ian Anderson. So it's going to get – this is going to be one of those days where, like, it's definitely going to be a toss on who wins game six. Yeah, as as you said in our, in the in the last series with, with Boston and Houston, if you're Atlanta, you better get game six or else because if you go to the game seven, all the questions are going to come up uh, from what happened a year ago in the bubble – even though you have game seven in your backyard, the Dodgers are more incapable to, uh, of taking both games on the road. As we said before, they've been in this scenario with this core group for many, many years, uh, win, lose, or draw. And so the Atlanta Braves better bring it tomorrow night because if they don't, especially against Scherzer, if you're not aggressive with them, uh, especially early, uh, it is going to be trouble for the home team. So uh, once again, the Atlanta Braves lead the best of seven series, three games to two in the National League Championship Series. Uh, against uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the defending champion uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Tomorrow's game will be at four o'clock Central Standard Time. You can watch that game 
on TBS. You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Browns. We transition over to college football. Uh, Lakina will join. We, she will reconnect with us uh, in just a moment, but I want to go over a few scores for you from last night from the world of college football. It was 21 SMU over Tulane, 55 to 26. And another score of no San Jose uh, defeated UNLV 27 to 20. Now we're going to go over some of the key games for uh, college football tomorrow. If you have any questions or comments, uh, during today's show, you can place them in the comment section on our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago or on our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago. Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments in the comments, comment section when, when Lakina rejoins us, hopefully, in a few minutes. Um, Lakina is going to put place those comments in, uh, up on the screen for you. Let's go over a couple of games for you in the world of college football of note tomorrow, starting at 11 o'clock on ESPN 2, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time is the number two team in the nation, the Cincinnati Bearcats. They'll travel to the Navy. Uh, they're at one and five. Cincinnati checks in at six and oh. Number three, Oklahoma. The Sooners are checking in at seven and oh. They'll face uh, their Big 12 rival, the Kansas uh, Jayhawks, uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m. on ESPN. OU is a 38-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, the big new Saturday game on Fox tomorrow at 11 a.m. Chicago time is the Northwestern Wildcats uh, checking in at 3-3. Three and three. They'll go to the big house to take on number six-ranked Michigan Wolverines. They check in at 6-0. and oh. Michigan is a 23-and-a-half point favorite. If you are Michigan's head coach, Jim Harbaugh, you want to establish the run early. And you want to establish tempo on the defensive end early. Northwestern has been having problems with the quarterback position for years. Uh, defensively, they're still good, but they have trouble scoring offensively. If you're Jim Har Harbaugh in Michigan, which I expect is going to happen, you jump on Northwestern. You jump on Northwestern early because if you don't with the North uh, with the Wildcats defense, they can hang around and perhaps make a couple plays uh, late in the game. So watch out for for Michigan's uh, run game, especially in the big house tomorrow. Also, staying locally in college football, in the Big Ten, Illinois will, will travel to Happy Valley to face the number seven ranked Penn State Nittany, not, Nittany, Nittany Lions. Excuse me. Uh, Penn State is a 23.5 point favorite. Penn State's at 5 and 1. Illinois is at 2 and 5 on the season. As Lakina rejoins us now, Lakina. Lakina, I gave a couple of notes for. Uh, uh, college football, as as uh, I was going through the early part of the schedule, let's focus in on the big news Saturday game between Northwestern, number six ranked Michigan State. I just mentioned a, a moment ago that it's going to come down to Michigan's running game. Mm -hmm. And Northwestern, they struggled offensively so far this year. has been their problem throughout the recent years. They yeah. still have a strong defense, but a, a tough game on the road for this young Wildcat squad. If you're Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, you better step on the gas early. Yeah, and the good news for Michigan is that they actually are coming off a bye. So I think this will definitely help. And I'm sure, look, they've got some tough games coming up. So I, I you know, I'm sure the coach Harbaugh is going to tell his guys, like, don't look past this game. Don't don't look, don't look past this game, you know, then you know, then you, you'll be fine. I think they get um, Michigan State next week, correct? Yes, they do. So Yeah, so you just took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. So I I think if you're if you're if you're Michigan, you don't want to look past Northwestern. I know Northwestern isn't, you know, the Northwestern mm -hmm. from last year, but mm -hmm. 
Look, I'm sure he'll have his, uh, Patch Mister will have his guys ready. Um, also, a quick couple quick shout out from the earlier games from the earlier this week. Appalachian State got their win against a, a ranked, ranked team for the first time since that Michigan team from 07. So mm-hmm. they beat Coastal Carolina, ending their uh, hopes of um, about going to an undefeated season. Also, too, SMU still undefeated. So they, they, they look pretty mm-hmm. good, too. So that that's sort of like, you know, a team to kind of look out for. You know, they're number 21. They beat Tulane last night uh okay cincinnati and navy that'll be on espn too you yeah. know see really it, it, you know look you always when you're going to one of the the uh, the, uh, the, the 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 service academies you always want to look out for there's a lot of emotions so uh, but i'm sure lou fickle and his guys will be ready for that game uh yeah they but they illinois had a chance against penn state after uh brett billima's comments earlier this week <laughs> do they do they i think the question is and i read the um uh, before you uh, rejoin this, I read the uh, the, the over and under uh, the um over and, oh, not the transfer oh. but the the point spread. Oh. I believe it's oh. twenty three and a half. Oh, you might take the over on that one, folks. I'm just saying, <laughs> right? I mean, like, oh, God. yeah, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 Illinois. I mean, my, my goodness. I mean, basically, like you know, uh, throwing love you under the bus. Basically, Brett Bielema did. So go back and look well, at those comments. Well, I know that college kids, you, you're supposed to be. Um, uh, uh, I know there's a such thing as uh, constructive criticism. That's one thing because they're still they're adults, but they're young adults trying to find mm-hmm. themselves and establishing uh, establishing an identity. But to throw Lovey Smith and the rest of those kids under the bus like that, really, really, yeah, yeah. especially like. Them. Yeah, I'm sure you know, that practice had to have been fun, right? That was like really like right before their mm-hmm. practice, so like I'm sure that had to have been a lot of fun. I'm sure that was a lot of fun. But we'll <laughs> see of... how that we'll see how they uh, those young men respond uh, uh, on, on you know on the national stage in a tough game on the road. Um, staying locally, uh, one once again in college football, Northern Illinois, the Huskies are now five mm-hmm. and two. They'll face Central Michigan on the road. They they check in at four and three. That's at eleven o'clock tomorrow on ESPNU. Getting a little love there for the for the Huskies. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're, they're doing better than a lot of folks expected. A lot of people thought this mm-hmm. was going to be the rebuilding year. So we'll see. Uh, Purdue breaking the top twenty-five for the first time since oh seven. You know, believe it or not, and they face Wisconsin. Look, this could be look. They these two always ballot out, so this should be a good one. That's a, that's a two o'clock game on the Big Ten Network. Yeah, this is going to come down to defense and running the football. I think Wisconsin. They are three and a half point favorite. I'm taking Wisconsin. Yeah, should be interesting. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure Purdue wants to prove to folks that that Iowa game was not a fluke. So, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, Oklahoma State and Iowa State. I mean, this should this should be a lot of fun down in Ames because offense, yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, look, both teams are actually pretty pretty good. So, look, I mean, this is gonna be the first Oklahoma State's first true test. So let let's see how they do. I mean, that they both the quarterbacks are really. Both the QBs are really good. Spencer Sanders and, and Brock Purdy. You know, he's a veteran, so you got to give him a little bit of the edge there. You got Bryce Hall and and you know a, a guy that's you know some people felt that should be uh, in front of the Heisman chase, Jalen Warren. So that's this should be this should be a lot of fun in Abe. So get a little love on Fox. Yeah. Uh, sp- speaking of two teams getting to love, West Coast football as you uh, as you love your hey. West Coast college football. Hey, uh, Two thirty p.m. <laughs> tomorrow on ABC to feature afternoon game. The number 10 Oregon Ducks checking in at 5-1. and one. They'll visit UCLA. Chip Kelly uh, Bruins checking in at 5-2. and two. This should be a good one. This should be a lot of fun. And game day is going to be there tomorrow. So in the morning. So that should be an early, early riser for the folks over there in, uh, in Los right. Angeles. 
this is definitely going to be an elimination for like whoever wins the, you know, the Pac-12 in their respective division. So this is definitely an elimination game. And also, too, at 2.30 on CBS, the SEC Game of the Read, the number 12 ranked um, Ole Miss. They'll host the, um, the final days of Ed Orgeron's LSU Tigers coaching realm. They check in at 4-3. and three. America needs football, boy. <laughs> yeah, Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss is. Uh, yeah, look, I'm sure you'll get your popcorn ready, as Lane Kiff- Kiffin would say. So, <laughs> well, look, we'll, look, we'll see. We'll see what the minds of the Tigers are by with all this stuff that happening yeah. with uh, Mr. Coach Orgeron and all of the things that transpired before that. So, that should be fun. Uh, another fun one here in the ACC. At the same time on ESPN, you got Clemson and Pittsburgh. Might have the ties of turn. Pittsburgh is now number ranked in the top 25. Call me crazy. I didn't know they sell the football team, especially following the, the uh, administration that they wants it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I hope I, I think he's joking, folks. At least I hope he is. <laughs> look, they got, look, they got Kenny, Kenny Pickett. You know, he's actually break, finally breaking all of Dan Marino's records. It took like well, like over 40 years to do it. Um, but, but yeah, I, mean, I know it was a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that didn't did, did, did not land well. Sit, I'm sorry, my friend. But yeah, look, it should be a fun one. We'll see how the defense does. I mean, you know, Clemson's having a down year, unfortunately. So we'll we'll see how they do. I'm sure the folks at Heinz Field are going to be rocking. They're going to be ready for this game, and this should it should be look. It should be a fun one there. It should be interesting. Also, also, another fun game that, that should uh, folks should pay attention to. Another good one in the Big Ten, both. Uh, four and two teams in Maryland. The Terrapins will Ooh. go up to the twin. I'm not gonna say the twin cities, but the uh, the great Ooh. state of Minnesota to face the Golden Gophers. That's at 2:30 p.m. on ESPN two. The Golden Gophers are favored by four and a half points. Really? Mm, so yeah, this should be. Look, this should be interesting. I mean, I think these two teams. I think I think they expect a little bit more from their teams. You know, they're both. Look, I mean, they're both like right there. So I think they're. You know, it's gonna be definitely gonna be an evenly matched game. Both are four and two, like you said. So. This could this this should be a little this should be a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I'm sure you know both Mike Loxley and um PJ Fleck will have their guys ready for this game. You know, should be should be a fun one. Uh going into the prime time games, you know, Tennessee and Alabama. Do you think Tennessee has a chance? Alabama's favored by 25 and a half. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <then>. Moving on. <laughs> I'll take the over, right? I guess. Uh, look, a couple, look, a couple of uh, ranked teams in the West Coast, you know, but these are not; these are Mountain West. Uh, well, actually, a couple of you know, San Diego State and Air Force. You know, that should be a fun one down there at the academy again. Like, like I said a few minutes ago, I'm sure they'll be ready. And uh, San Diego, San Diego State had to kind of like, kind of grind, kind of like, sort of like you know, grind out against San Jose State. Last week, I actually saw a little bit of that game. That game, you know, was a that that was a long game, but uh, that should be a fun one. You know, keeping their kind of their undefeated uh, streak alive. Also, to uh, beat beat the Roadrunners of UT San Antonio going up against a a a, a, a pretty good um a pretty good uh, Louisiana Tech team. You know, they're two and four, but they're a very like you know gritty team. So the first time in their history in that program that they're ranked in the top twenty five. You you. Uh, Texas San Antonio. So if you guys get a chance, you know, check that out. Uh, the ABC primetime game at 6.30 p.m. tomorrow will be the number five ranked Ohio State Buckeyes in Benton action going to Bloomington to take on the Indiana Hoosiers. Ohio State 5-1, Indiana 2-4. I think, Indiana, this is their second time on primetime this yep. year. Yep. They played Penn uh, State because- a few weeks back, yep. Uh, keep them off of prime time. I'm just saying. I know they're not the same team as they were a year ago, but I think Ohio State has something in for them. 
Uh, yeah, the, the, I, yeah, like I said, you don't want to get caught looking ahead of your Ohio State. Um, two old rivals battling out in primetime on NBC. Uh, USC against Notre Dame, both coming off buys. Look, I look, I know how <laughs> I feel about Notre Dame, but look, we'll see how SC does. This is a rivalry game. You always throw the records out when these two teams play each other. I think they'll keep it close, but I think Notre Dame will pull away as much as it pains me to say it, but. Yeah, Notre Dame's favored by a touchdown in South Bend. I think that's that line is about right. Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, South Carolina, Texas A and M. Texas A and M favored by nineteen and a half. Uh, I agree with that. Texas A and M should win. NC State uh, ranked number eighteenth in the country. They take on the University of Miami Hurricanes. A uh, disappointing season. No quarterback. Uh, we'll move on from that. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're their top rusher. He's out for the year as well. So there you yeah. go. There you go. Tough so for Miami. Uh, uh, New Mexico State and Hawaii. Oh, if you guys want to stay up late, watch that one. Um, Utah and uh, Oregon State. I mean, you know, that, if you got the Pac-12 network, you know, make sure to check that out. I mean, both teams are four and two. Um, that should be this should be a good one for uh, the Pac-12. This could be this could be definitely be uh, the key to you know the the standings in the Pac-12 in both their divisions. So this should be a fun one there down in Corvallis. Yep, I know Oregon State is surprisingly having a good year. Utah is getting it together. So like you said, this should be a fun one. Utah is favored by three points, and that is your week eight re- uh, preview. From the world of college football, you listen to Hashtag Football Friday right here on Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sarah Kenny here with you. Our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead. When we return, we'll give you our week seven NFL preview of the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, will the Bears have a chance to upset the Buccaneers or will Tampa Bay uh, tread lightly and let uh, tease the Bears and let them hang around before they put their both their feet to ground and stomp all over them. And plus, we'll have our good friend Christine Manica um, pick uh, pick with us uh, uh, all the games from Week 7 in the National Football League and plus a whole lot more. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning fast updates so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to album number two of Hashtag Football Friday, baby, right here on Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. We are live and in living color. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK80. Once again, that's SidK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. This is our NFL Power Hour. If you want to place your comments or questions in the comment section, you could do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. We'll answer them and address your issues as best we can. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, Lakina will politely give you the Tom Brady boot. <laughs> and speaking of giving um, uh, people the boot, Lakina, let's start our um, NFL Power Hour with our Week 7 NFL Preview, which features our Chicago Bears traveling to Tampa to face the Buc- the defending world champion Buccaneers. This will be the featured game as part of a CBS uh, Sunday doubleheader at 3.25 p.m. Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wilson will be on the call. Lakina, let's start with on the field of uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They defeated the Miami Dolphins 45-17 their last game 10, 10 days ago. They're coming off re- well-rested. The Bears, uh, they're losers of their last two games. Uh, their last game was against the Green Bay Packers at home last week on the late front, and they lost that one 24-14. Lakina, before we uh, dive deeper into this matchup, uh, do you have an update on the uh, injury report from both teams? Because yeah. the things that were shaping up over the last couple of hours. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, you know, Robert, you know, Robert Quinn looks like, you know, he may not be able to play because he, he apparently tested positive for COVID. So he may not be able to play. Uh, I'm looking to see, you know, our buddy Mark Grody. Um, also, too, Ian Rapport tweeted about it a little over an hour ago that uh, Gronk, we already knew he was out anyway because mm-hmm. the ribs. You know, Antonio, Antonio Brown, Levante David, and you know, Richard Sherman, you know, with a hamstring injury. You know, they're not going to be able to play, but also the two, the Bears have some other issues themselves. You know, they got a keen kicks. You know, he didn't practice yesterday. Uh, Khalil Mack didn't practice. Um, A-Rob was limited, you know, yesterday. So, you know, that that's going to be like, look, I, I think it's going to be very interesting because I think next to the uh, the Bucks game, the, the Bucks Patriots game. Tom Brady has his game circled <laughs> after what happened yeah. last year. And it's, four, like, three, four. <laughs> So is it three? Is it four? Like, look, I remember too. People need to remember that it was a different situation with uh for the Bucks last year. They were coming off a short week. They play, they played on Monday night, and and also too, they had to go on the road. They were banged up. Yeah, they're still a little bit banged up, but they've had ten days off. And you know, if, <laughs> you know, if you if you read um what you call uh Brady's comments, you know, he's like I said, he's had this game circled. He wants to show people, and it was actually too right after the Bears game that you know after that loss. They went on there. That's when they went on their run. So, mm-hmm. 
that kind of, you know, this, this game actually sort of helped, you know, define their season. So it, it's going to be uh, very interesting to, you know, to see, look, I, I know that they've had their struggles on offense. The Bucks have, but again, you know, do you, who do you, who, which offense do you trust? Do you trust Tom Brady or do you trust Justin Fields? You know, no, no, no think- shade, no shade to him, you know, to Justin, mm-hmm. of course, but he'll have his time, but you know, right now I'm, I'm going with the goats. <laughs> Yeah, on paper, you'll have to go with the Buccaneers because of all the weapons that they have, and they're deeper uh, in, in terms of the uh, of the roster and the talent, uh, unlike the Chicago Bears. And, and, and speaking of the numbers, Lakin, let's take a look at them from both teams. Uh, on offense, the Bears are ranked third from the bottom in the National Football League in total offense, while the Buccaneers are ranked number four. In total defense, the Bears are eighth in the league, while the Buccaneers check in at number 10. As far as passing, the Bears are dead last, and the Buccaneers are ranked first. In rushing, the Buccaneers are at number 27, while the Bears are at number 7. Lakina, the same game plan is going to have to uh, come through Chicago once again, running the football. I believe Damian Williams will still be out for this game, so it'll be on six-round pick rookie Khalil Herbert, who's going to be the running back if he can't get, if he can't, uh, get it going or he has to have a breather. Uh, that's my only concern for Chicago and number two, Justin Fields, especially with Levante David being now, do you think that Cole, Cole commit will be used a little bit more? And uh, can we throw the ball to Jimmy Graham, please? He was MIA last week. Cole commit had a couple of catches I was happy with, but can we get the both tight ends more into the game plan, especially with Levante David being out? I'm just asking. I'm, I'm going by common sense. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 like I said before, I mean, you know, listen, maybe JPP might be back, you know, for the Bucks. You know, you still got, you know, Dominican Sue. You still got Vida Vila. You still got Devin White, you know, and look, Antonio Winfield Jr. I mean, he's not a, you know, he's not exactly no pushover. So I think people need to kind of <laughs> give him a little bit of his due. And Jordan Whitehead, Whitehead I should say. And, and, and look, I, I look. Look, I'm look, I'm certain that you know Brady wants to kind of just move the doors off. They may look, they may depend on Leonard Fournette to run the ball, especially now it looks like you know Quinn's not gonna be able to play. They may use the run mm-hmm. game more. Maybe we maybe we may see Mike Evans more or Chris Good Chris Godwin, I should say. So you know, there's there's gonna be a lot and look, you know, penalties and stuff like that. I think I look, I think Brady wants to kind of like show people that you know, and I, I he wants to be look next to the that, that Patriots game. Like I said, he's he's wanting to circle this game once the schedule came out. So he wants to kind of show people that, you know what, uh, yeah, the Bears, I don't want to say the Bears got lucky last year, but there was like the parameters are a lot different now. And, and speaking of the Buccaneers office, let's take a, a, a clear focus on them. Of course, Antonio Brown, as you mentioned, he's not going to play. He's been on fire the last couple of weeks. It, it falls on the shoulders of Mike Evans. Now we assume that Jalen Johnson, the Bears' top corner, is going to shadow him for, for the the majority of the game. I want to see the game plan for from the, uh, the Chicago's defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. How much will you double-team Mike Evans? And number two, how much will you blitz Tom Brady? Unlike Gary Rodgers, who's a couple years younger than Brady, Rodgers can still scramble. We saw that in the game clutching touchdown last week in Chicago. We know Brady's not a scramble, but you cannot fool a defense that he hasn't seen. He will stand back there and pick you apart. Now, Here's the thing. How how many times will you blitz Brady and can you get home home to him early like you did last year here in Chicago? Uh, those are the two things I'm looking at through the uh, defensive lens of the Chicago Bears. Well, yeah, like I said before, and then you said it too, Sid. I mean, you know, 
without Quinn, you know, who's going to be, who's going to be the onus on that person to kind of like to try to kind of pick up the slack for him. He's actually, he actually was playing pretty well. You know, I know we mm-hmm. ragged on him last year, but it yeah. seems like he, you know, with a little more, you know, a little more passion, a little more confidence, but you know, look, Hicks is still, you know, you don't know how Hicks is going to be with the, you know, the injury, you know, a Rob's questionable. Darnell Mooney's also questionable. So you wonder, will all that play a part as well? They pull out Nichols now in the injury report too. He's questionable. So, you know, it, it, it's look, look, it's going to be one of those things. I know Eddie Jackson feels like he's been, you know, people, you know, like ragging on him, but you deserve it, dude. I mean, look, you know, you're going to be, I'm sure he's going to be going up against Mike Evans. I'm sure he and, uh, you know, Gibson, if, he, if he's able to, pl- if he's able to play, he's questionable. So look, the onus is going to be on a lot of these guys to kind of like sort of, you know, look, do I think the Bucks, you know, do I think the Bucks will keep it close? I think they can for maybe like a, like a couple, maybe a quarter and a half, maybe the first half, but you know, I'm not, you know, would it surprise me if it is up being a blowout? Not really. I mean, have you seen this in the last couple of weeks? They go, they're back to being exactly what they are and what they've always been a mediocre team at best. So yeah, they've got some flashes, you know, and this and that. And, and look, I'm sure, you know, Khalil Herbert, you know, hopefully he'll be able to play. This looks like, you know, Wills will be out again due to COVID protocols. But I'm sure, look, you still got a pretty good pass rush. I mean, Vida Vila, who got hurt last year, I'm sure he's not going to be in a very good mood either. So, you know, <laughs> whoever has to, you know, guard him, uh, you know, Cody Whitehair, uh, uh, James Daniels, uh, good luck to you. Yeah. Or, or Peters, you know, Peters, sorry, folks. Good luck to you. Uh, going back to the Buccaneers offense, uh, of course, Mike Evans is going to get uh, the majority of the attention. But uh, check out these three players to look out for. Chris Godwin. Tight ends, O.J. Howard and Cameron Braith. I think Braith is going to use them just a little bit more than what people expect. And let's see, even though their, their rushing attack is, is not that great, it is ranked uh, fifth from the bottom in the National Football League. If, if the running game gets going early, Tom Brady is going to use, are going to, is going to use the, those weapons that I just mentioned uh, just a little a little bit more than what people expect because Mike Evans is going to try to get his. But watch out for those two tight ends that I mentioned, Chris, uh, plus Chris Godwin as well. We saw what he did last year. Uh, he got off to a little bit of a slow start this year, but he's been coming on over the last uh, couple of weeks. So watch out for Cameron Braith, O.J. Howard, and Chris Godwin. And I think he's due for uh, for the game for for a big game, you know, the OJ, especially now, especially now with Gronk still out, and then you got to think one of those guys, mm-hmm. either Howard or Bray, is you know, they're due to kind of have a big game. Like, who knows? It could be against the Bears. I mean, you know, that that's gonna be like, like our look. I know their secondary is sort of, you know, okay, but again, you know, the Bears secondary is not really nothing to write home about either. So, you know, it's gonna it's look like I said, it's gonna be one of those games where like it can only go one of two ways. Either it's gonna be a Bucks blowout or it's gonna be close for maybe about a a quarter and a half or something like that and then you know the bucks will pull away late because they're, ta- they're 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 more talented yeah now going back to the bears defense you mentioned that um robert quinn is not is not going to play he's on an injury report i expected yeah. alec ogletree to have a good game and also to help him out is roll cross smith which i believe he's the uh, the best player on this bears defense we, we talk about khalil mack and hakeem hicks but roll cross smith is my my opinion the best young linebacker in the NFL. As we mm-hmm. said before, he struggles at times in coverage, but when it comes to stopping the run and rushing the passer, there's no, no one better at his age in the National Football League. So he's going to be key too. But I'm really looking forward to Alec Ogletree really setting, setting the tone because he's uh, one of those older veterans on this defense. Well, we'll see. I mean, I've, look, we haven't heard him much this Especially year. with the absence of Robert Quinn. 
Well, well, we'll see. I mean, we haven't heard him much, so you know, could he probably, mm-hmm. perhaps, maybe he may have to pick up the slack for Quinn. You know, we know he can do it, but I, I again, I mean, like I said before, I mean, this this game, you know, like I said, I I'm not, you know, oh, we just got a, a tweet from, uh, okay, uh, our buddy Jason Leisure from the from the Sun Times. Of course, he does a great job coming the Bears. Hopefully, we get him back on soon. Yep, he was on friend of the show. show. Yes. Um, you know, questionable. He said most all of them will play, especially Mac, A. Robin Hicks. But it looks like Bilal Nichols might not play. He didn't practice again today, so there you go. And and, and look, I think you wonder, you know, especially with Mac. I mean, doing these injuries, you got to wonder will all that. He's over thirty now, so you wonder mm-hmm. is that gonna, you know, will that kind of come back to bite him in the butt? Because you're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to practice much because you're not a hundred percent. Um, it looks like Trevathan, you know, they're saying he didn't practice either, but it was for personal reasons and, you know, his status for the game is up in the air. So again, you're, you're dealing with a Bears defense that's still, that's pretty, I don't want to say, you know, they're over 30, most of them. So mm-hmm. that's going to be the thing where you're like, okay, can Brady kind of expose that? Well, Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones, you know, the third, how can they have a big, mm-hmm. are they both going to have big games against that Bears defense? The run defense is pretty good for the Bears, but again, you know, Aaron Jones kind of showed you that, you know, you can pick little spots here and there last week. So, and I think they're probably going to do the same for, these guys probably do the same for them uh, on Sunday. Yeah, if the Bears can stop the run, especially early, they do have a chance. But like you said, Lakina, you just have this funny feeling that the, the Buccaneers don't have to have an outrageous game running the ball. It'll be great for them. But if they do, it's going to be a long a day for the Bears. As we said all season long, Lakina, outside of Jalen Johnson, this Bears secondary is young and inexperienced. So if you, if the Tampa Bay can establish any type of consistency with the running game early, uh, that secondary is going to get exposed and you're going to be yelling at more uh, people than just Eddie Jackson. So uh, the Bears do have their work cut out for them. And we'll give you our picks for the games along with the other games uh, in our next segment right here on Second City Sports. On Sports on Chicago on the hashtag Football Friday, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. If you have any questions or comments regarding uh, the Bears-Buccaneers game uh, coming up this Sunday at 3.25 p.m. on CBS, you can uh, drop your questions or comments in our comment section at Sports on Chicago on Facebook or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place them in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen and running for you. Lakina, uh, one more uh, factor f- for this game before we move on. Uh, Jaquim Grant, uh, I call him a wannabe Devin Hester Jr. He's been mm-hmm. he's um, been having some decent returns for Chicago. Ever since Ryan Pace picked him up, the former Miami Dolphin, a couple weeks ago, uh, weeks ago off the scrap heap. Uh, do you expect him to have a, a, a big return, or do you think it will just be like a blah type of performance? Well, remember he's banged up with an ankle injury, so he may not even play on Sunday. So it won't even. It's kind of going to be a moot point if he can't play. So, okay. I, I mean, look, yeah, he he's been okay for the Bears. Like I guess he's not, you know, been you know anything to write home about. Like I said, he just needed a guy to kind of run, you know, kicks back. So he's actually he's actually served his purpose. But again, he may not play. He was questionable. So I'm running to see if there's any updates on him. But I I didn't. So you know, it's a just a. Like I said before, I mean, we'll get to, we'll get to our picks, but yeah, I mean, this is I don't think this is going to end well for the Bears today on Sunday. I just don't think it's I don't think it's gonna, <laughs> I, I don't think so. So you expecting um, Tony Romo to be um, pouring out uh, the liquor for Justin Fields and doing bouquets at Tom Brady once again? I don't think he'll be. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he'll. <laughs> 
Look, I'm sure he'll be complimentary of, you know, Fields. I mean, look, he's a rookie. He knows he's a rookie. I think he knows that it's going to take him some time. You know, but of course, you know, he's going to throw his bouquet to Tom Brady. He always does. But yeah, look, mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll he'll give his, you know, his due wiggle field. I don't think he's going to be pouring the liquor for him. Unless they, <laughs> unless they do something really stupid, you know, which could, look, look this is the bear, so we know stupid days could happen. Right. He <laughs> might be on, look, we may hear, we, first time we may hear him, on, hear him on the verge of swearing this year. So, you know, you never know, like, what the hell are you doing? So, you know, we haven't, he hasn't, you know, luckily we haven't had to hear that much from some of the analysts. So they actually been a Thanks. little bit, a Thanks. little bit, a little more competent, but. You know, you never, you never know. But uh, yeah, like I said before, I think, it, I, like, I think the bear. I don't think the bears are going to get totally blown now, but I, I think that it's not going to be a pretty score in the end. I, I just, <laughs> um, all right. Anything else on this game you got, or do you want to move on to the, uh, the, the yeah? Last let's game? move. Let's move on to the rest of the slate in, in the National Football week, League for Week Seven. As you're listening to uh, Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday, we're live in a living color right here on Sports on Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. Lakina, uh, as we, as I mentioned before, we'll give you our picks uh, coming up in our next segment. But w- a couple of games that jump out to me, of course, let's uh, uh, focus in on the late game. It's the winless Detroit Lions visiting the Los Angeles Rams at at 3:05 p.m. this Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Of course, it's Matt Stafford versus his former team, Jared Goff versus mm-hmm. his former team. Now he's quarterback in the Detroit Lions. Sean McVay came out early this week and said, Stafford is better than I thought. No crap, Sherlock. This is what <laughs> happens. We have better weapons. That's why you got him. <laughs> I just had to say that. But, it's um, just a- <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but for the Rams, uh, hopefully this is not a trap game for them. I know they're, I believe they're 16 uh, point favorites the last time I checked. Uh, this could be a sneaky spot for the Lions. Could be. I'm not I'm not calling it an upset. Let me just say that right now. I'm not calling for an upset. Stranger things have happened. But I think the Lions could show up for a while in terms of the point spread. But uh, you know that head coach Sean McVay is going to try and lay the hammer down uh, mm-hmm. on the Lions with Matthew Stafford. You know Stafford is, is um, his teeth is souring right now. Uh, he cannot wait till uh, the Sunday's game. Oh, you know he's when the schedule. Same thing, you know, with Brady. Same thing with Stafford. When the schedule came mm-hmm. out, I'm sure he's like rubbing his hands. Look, he says those nice things about the organization, so you know there's no animosity there. But I think he knows that. You know, hey, look, you know, look, hey, I'm actually pretty, he's actually pretty good with, you know, with the weapons around him. So, look, I don't think this is going to, look, I think that, I think the Rams, as long, I'm sure Sean McVay will make sure that they don't look ahead. I'm sure Stafford, Stafford will make sure that, look, you know, Aaron Dolan needs you to be, you know, yourself, which I don't think that'll be a problem. But, uh, yeah, I, look, I think that this year, we can probably just skip this game when Christine comes on a little bit. But, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, like I said before, it's going to be an emotional game. And if, if this was in in, uh, in Detroit, I mean, it's going to be a little bit more emotional. But since it's mm-hmm. going to be in Los Angeles, you know, I, I think, you know, Stafford, he'll have a little bit of emotion, but I don't think he's going to like. How many Lions fans are going to be there? There'll be Stafford fans. There'll be Matt Stafford fans, I'm sure, wearing Lions, his old Lions jersey. That's probably, like, the only thing. I can think of, but so you yeah. said about fifty of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I would, yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, let's see, another uh, Chiefs and Texas. That's a noon game. Uh, this might be a, this might be a pretty good game. I mean, I know the Titans are off a short week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting though for me about this game because you know the Chiefs that they, they're starting to turn the corner, but the Titans are off are coming off that big win against. 
the, the the Bills, damn you, Bills. I'll tell I'll tell y'all why I'm like I'm like you know have a bone to pick with them in a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I know why. I know, and, why. Yeah, I know you do. And uh, yeah, this will be like this will be this should be an interesting game though. I mean, you know, short week. I know the defense for the Titans isn't really isn't really as you know nothing much to to write home about, but they made the big plays late against the Bills, slowed them down just enough for them to win that game. The Chiefs, you know, we'll see how they look. I mean, it's going to be guys are starting to get banged up a little bit. I think Travis Kelsey's a little bit banged up. And, you know, it, I, I'm a little – this is one of those toss-up games for me. But this is probably one of the better games in, the, in this slate. You'll get to see that game here in Chicago on Channel 2, on CBS2 mm-hmm. Chicago, if you're in the Chicagoland area. This could be an upset alert. So, like I said, we'll dive more into it when we give our picks in our next half hour. Um Another upset alert will be the Baltimore Ravens at five and one. They're hosting the four and two Cincinnati Bengals. The uh, Ravens are currently standing as a uh, touchdown and a half favorite, six and a half to be exact. Uh, as we, we talked about looking at before the season started, Cincinnati could be one of those teams that could surprise some people. Uh, the Bengals uh, mm-hmm. are on the dominate performance last week at Detroit. They did what they had to do against a lesser opponent. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they're riding a little bit high because they took care of the upcoming as we call them, San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles on this show. They made Justin Herbert and the rest of that team look silly, uh, being them 34-6. to six. Baltimore, uh, they are good. I'm not saying they're the best team in the AFC, but uh, Cincinnati, they're no joke. Uh, their defense is, is surprisingly good. Joe Mix is back in the, in the starting role as far as running back uh, for the Bengals. Joe Bur- Burrow is playing well. Phil mm-hmm. Sims early this week called him the next Joe Montana. We'll yeah. wait and see on that. But uh, I think Cincinnati, they have an opportunity to hang around this game. Yeah, and also to remember Ronnie Stanley's out. So, you know, mm-hmm. that, that that's going to be – that's a big loss for them. But, look, I mean, the Bucks, you know, I mean, I mean uh, the Ravens have shown that they are – they've actually been pretty good with the guys next man up. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes with the O-line. I'm looking forward to this game, though. I think this is the AFC North game. I mean – you know, Cincy, are they ready to kind of take that next step? Mm-hmm. I mean, who who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be very interesting. But I, I kind of feel like this is going to be, you know, this could be another one of those really good games. You know, look, there's a, look I think this slate's not, you know, I don't want to say it's a bad slate of games. but Oh, no. You know, there's some good ones, but again, you know, with six teams on by, we'll tell you who these six teams are in a second. But... You know, I, I'm the yeah. This is they've got some pretty good games too on Sunday. Yeah, we'll get to the rest of them uh, in our next segment. Right now, joining us early uh, is our, our home girl, the Queen Christine. Christine Manica from KRB <laughs> Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Christine, how are you? I'm a really quick. Sid, my grandma calls me Christine the Queen, so I have to laugh when you say the Queen. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a little bit tired. Um, I actually spent the night last night in Sioux Falls sleeping outside. Um, it was an event for the Bishop Dudley House. It's a homeless shelter oh, here in Aww. Sioux Falls, and we were raising awareness for homelessness. And uh, it was a real experience. Let me tell you. That's why I, I texted Lakina and I said, "Give me a second. I need my coffee because." I'm still struggling right now, but it was it's a great organization around here, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. 
Yeah, that's we love the work that you do, especially in the community. So keep it no, up, you know, bringing awareness to various issues. So that's that's where we love here on Second City Sports. Uh, Christine, we'll get into the football in our next segment, but we brought you on for a few minutes. Uh, first, let's go to uh, to the basketball. The Chicago Bulls uh, they won their season opener against the Detroit Pistons, ninety four eighty eight. Some Bulls fans, of course, they were not pleased. Oh, why didn't they blow out the lowly Pistons? They were missing a shirt rookie. Oh, I'm not happy. Happy. We told people to calm the you know what down. I'm keeping it clean for the kids. Calm down. It's, this is a process. They're still going to be a good team. They want to know. Uh, they got the New Orleans uh, Pelicans tonight without Zion Williamson for their home opener. They got the Pistons again tomorrow at home. Don't worry about it. This is going to take time, but they, they look good so far. What are your early thoughts about the Bulls? We'll talk about the first game being such a historic rivalry between both of these teams that go, you know, way, way far back. So the fact that they're getting upset about winning the first game against one of the biggest rivals, I don't know why y'all are complaining, you know? Like, <laughs> they won. And, you know, for once, I think the Bulls are going to be a decent team this season just because they do have a lot of young talent that is coming into this organization, a historic organization at that. And I also think that they have a coach that actually believes in this team and actually can show them the right direction to possibly getting into the playoffs and possibly getting into that championship uh, question right there. So I have a lot of good feelings about this team. We'll see how the season goes on, but um, I, I think this should be a good game against the Pelicans tonight. How many wins? Yeah, how many wins do you have for the Bulls this year, and um, where do you rank them between one and eight in the Eastern Conference at seasons end? Oh, I'm trying to see how how many games are in a season again. It's been a eighty two. We back to normal now, so yeah, yeah. normal. Okay, <laughs> eighty two. So you know what? With this team, I'll say a solid. Let, let, let's go somewhere down down the uh, upright. Let's let's say sixty two. I think sixty two games. And that's a lot. I know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's a very bold hmm. prediction. Realistically, probably in the 50s. Maybe 55. Okay. okay. Wow. Uh, you really have them surprising people. Well, it's... Which is possible. Which, which is, is possible. possible. But. It's possible. The goal is 62, which is what I would like to see. Reality, hmm. it's probably around 55. Ranking-wise, I could see them being at the number five spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. can see that. Well, the people need to remember too. This is actually the first Bulls' first uh, opening season opening win in like five years. So I think right. you know people. Yeah, I mean, come on, they are they won. They they did it for the first time in five years. So folks, they need to chill on that. Um, we've been saying this, you know, we had our NBA panel, so go back and watch it on YouTube for folks. You guys missed it on Monday, but uh, uh, but look, I have like around like forty five and fifty. I think they're they're very capable. If they stay out, like I said, if they stay out of the the plan. You know, if they, if they either get the 16, okay, that's fine. They're out of the playing. So I think they're more than capable of being like, like, between like the like the three and the and the six. I think there's gonna be somewhere around there because you never know what the East is gonna be like. Yeah. All right, look, Christine. Uh, I uh, sh- sh- we got a couple of minutes left before we had to take our break. What are you gonna grill uh, me on this time? Uh no, no, <laughs> no, I'll save the other part for the other side of the break, but um I put out a tweet last night. Uh, the, of course, the Chicago Blackhawks, they are 0-4-1. They lost to the Vancouver Canucks last night, 4-1. Uh, 
They honor <laughs> Patrick Kane uh, playing his his one thousandth game, which happened last year. But there was no fans in the yeah. FUC. They honored him before the game last night. He was there with his girlfriend and his rest of his family, his young son. I put out a tweet at uh, before I went to bed last night. I said, Jeremy Collinson. I know the Detroit Red Wings or the Dead Wings, as I call them. They're playing a little bit better to start off the year, but they're still a lowly team. If you're the Blackhawks, I know they made other changes throughout the organization, which right. they, they're not popular. But can they do? Uh, can they and will they do the right thing? If let me repeat again, if and I said this in my tweet last night, if the Blackhawks don't beat Detroit at home on Sunday, uh, head coach Jeremy Collins should be uh, getting his um, pink slip and link card Monday morning. What are your thoughts? I mean, I would hope that that would be the case because we're talking about an organization that had multiple championships in recent years. Now, all of a sudden, they're looking like the team that they were before those championships. And obviously, it's been a number of years. So teams change. Every right. team change. You see what happened with the Cubs. They're not the same team that they were before. Why do you think they basically did a whole purge of their team? Get rid of everybody. So, so I would hope that... This is what the Blackhawks will do, starting off with, with the coach, who I believe is still one of the youngest coaches in the NF, in the NHL. Yeah. So, so he still has a lot to learn himself, too. So uh, that's what I would hope. It's definitely going to be a rebuilding process for the Blackhawks if things don't change by Detroit. Yeah, I think the one thing about uh, our, our uh, about Colleton is that everyone said, "Well, he's the most—he's very good looking." Like, my, I remember my mom said, "Oh, he he's is. a very good looking guy." Well, she is, but, <laughs> but she is, but you know, I'm not deny that. He's no, just not a decent coach. At no, the he's not. And, and and look, I think I don't think I think he's part of the problem. I don't think he's the main problem. Yeah. I think the way that the, the, the roster is constructed and you know how it's managed—I mean, it's just you know, ooh, I, I just mm -hmm. like. I hope they can win, you know, hopefully maybe they can kind of, you know, get, get, you know, get things going here. Hope they yeah. can beat Detroit, but you know, it just doesn't look good at this point. They have, they haven't, they haven't had a lead once this year, not, yeah. not, not a single minute this year. So I'm a little like, uh, they, 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 they made fools themselves on national <laughs> television yeah. against the Islanders. Like I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm for you know, even look, Ray Frog was for you know, if you guys heard, yeah. heard him on ESPN. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was tuning into the game. I was uh, last Saturday night. Of course, uh, um, the Hawks were playing Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Of course, no Sidney Crosby, no Gavney Malkin. I said the Hawks should be more than competitive. After the first period, down four nothing. I turned that crap off. I was like, "You got to be kidding!" Me. I just wasted forty five minutes on a Saturday night. That I'll never get back. You just say, "Damn." Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and we have oh to God. put this into consideration too. Jonathan Days didn't play last year. So right. I yeah. think he's even trying to find his footing back into this team because even they're not the same as they were last year either. So that's that's probably another challenge added in the mix. Mm. All right, let let's let's all Musa on the Black Hawks. I had to <laughs> yes. get that up before we take our break. Uh, we had to take <laughs> we're going to our two and two break uh, since we reached the bottom of the hour. You listen to uh, Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday. Lakina Sid and Christine with you. Uh, on the flip side, we'll have our week seven picks from the National Football League, and we'll have other fun stuff as well. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago.
AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That's that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders that's the sports flash on the sports zone chicago Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to another Hashtag Football Friday episode right here on Second City, Sport, Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We have uh, 25 minutes or so left in the show, along with Lakina McGee and Queen Christine Manica. I am Sydney Brown. As we are to give you our Week 7 NFL picks. Lakina, do you have our results from last week and our year totals to date? Yes, I do. Uh, you and I are tied, Sid. We have 60 Ooh. points. But I have a bone to pick with Buffalo. Thanks to Josh Allen. You know, I don't know if he slipped, I don't know if he tripped on the uh, on the turf there in Nashville or he tripped on one of his old line guys. I could have had a lead. We both have 60. I could have had a lead had they won that game. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Josh Allen. Like, yeah, thanks a lot, Josh Allen's uh, tippy toes, uh, toes or whatever, whatever happened, however he tripped, however he tripped. <laughs> Uh, we both, yeah, you, we both, you and I scored nine, uh, game, one, nine games, Sid. You, mm-hmm. you won eight, Christine. You're right. You're actually not too far behind. You're already at 58. So you're two games behind us. So still a lot of season left, Bale. And it's, it's, it's very close, but yeah, we're, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. We're more than halfway through the season. As I quote Christine, since you picked Tennessee, I'm doing it out of spite. I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah. Do you like that? Do you like that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I had to get it out. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Oh, oh, now she doesn't remember. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's why you're trailing by two games. 
Oh, oh my God. Hey, God. Hey, God. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, as soon as I was watching the end of that game on Monday, I thought of Christine. I love you as a sister, but I was thinking about you during that last play. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I just can't believe they lost. That's like, <laughs> I know, right? Well, well, look, well, look, they, they're off. They're off this week. So, you know, they'll be, they'll unfortunately be able to have to have time to think, reflect and think about that loss. Um, also to the Cowboys, the Jaguars. The Jaguars, the Chargers, Vikings, and Steelers. So all six of those teams are off this week. So all mm-hmm. you guys and gals, adjust your fantasy teams accordingly. And Urban Meyer still has his job. They won in London last week, so he gets to keep his job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So And yeah. he get an extra lap dance away from social media. Uh, yeah. Whoa, okay, hello. Ooh, okay. okay, hello. Moving on. All I know right, I'm going to hell for that one, but I don't care. All <laughs> right, Let, let's get started before you know, Sid gets into uh, get some uh, more trouble here. Uh <laughs> First, first game off the gate, you've got the Panthers and the one of five Giants. Christy, you start this one for us. Giants look bad, and the Panthers have lost their last three games, so three straight losses there. However, the, the Giants, their O-line is pretty banged up. You know, a lot of teams this year are really not in the best shape injury-wise. But but I think I think and I hope Carolina could win this one. I, I hope I'm right. So it, it's gonna be a close one, but I'm gonna give this one to Carolina. I hate I hate to do this, Christine, but I had to agree with you. I'm going with Carolina because there are <laughs> they, they, go they're gonna against me and be like, you're gonna say the Giants? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> I do this out of logic, not out of feelings, young uh-huh. lady. <laughs> But I'm going with the the Panthers because they are the better team. If the Giants were so banged up in the way they looked last week yeah. against perhaps the best team in the NFL, definitely in the NFC and in the Rams, I probably would have went with the Giants. But I don't like that quarterback in Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley's out. It, it, it just looks ugly. Carolina, uh, uh, give them credit. They came back from an 11-point deficit against uh, Minnesota last week at home. You know they should have won that game in overtime. But uh, this is a, a, a get-right game for Carolina against a lesser opponent. Uh, it's going to be an ugly close game, like Lakina said. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be pre-1980s football. But yeah. uh, I can see the Panthers winning by 19, 16, 2017, somewhere around that neighborhood. So I'm going with the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be one of those types of games. But I, I think, look, the Panthers are a little bit better. If the Giants weren't so banged up, maybe I would pick them. But they are banged up, so I'm picking the Panthers. They should be able to win this game. All right, AFC's matchup here. You got the one and four Jets fresh off a bye against the two and four Patriots. Uh, Sid, you start. Uh, we all know the head coach Bill Belichick or Bill Belichick for the Whoa. Patriots. He doesn't like he doesn't like the Jets. What happened to him twenty plus years ago? I know the Patriots had a tough loss last week at home in front of a national audience against the Cowboys. The Jets had a bye week last week. I think the Jets will play a little bit better, but. If Bill Belichick is really focused this week, I think he's going to put the foot up the Giants, you know what. So uh, the Patriots are favored by seven. I know this is not the same team as the time Brady led teams from many years, but New England should do enough to win this game. And plus, like I said, they're they're in a foul mood, as Lakina would say, coming off that tough overtime loss to the Cowboys. So I'm going with New England at home. Christine? Yeah, I'm going to go with the same thing. New England at home, you know, 
Mac Jones, he's going to take control over the Jets. You know, that quarterback, I, I feel bad for him on the Jets. He's just he's just Zach not, Wilson. Yeah, he's just not up, up to par just yet as much as Mac Jones is at the moment. And they are hungry for a win after that Dallas game and very, very bitter about it, too. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots, too. I, I think, like I said before, I think the Patriots really feel like they should have won that game against Dallas last week. So if I know, you know, if we know Bill Belichick, is not going to be in a very good mood. So and I, th- I think Matt Jones is going to have one of his best games of the season, and uh, Patriots should win this pretty handily. In a tree run here, it's your divisional matchup in the AFC. you got the Chiefs and the Titans. I'll start this one. Um, look, we'll, we'll see how uh, – Look, like the bone to pick. Look, the Titans of defense has played a great game. But the Chiefs, you know, they're starting to get a little bit better physically. I was, I don't know, I don't know why, but I guess the Titans always have a way of kind of sneaking up on folks. So I, I, I might regret this later, but I'm picking the Titans just because they're at home. I, I just like the Chiefs are kind of at that point where I, I don't, I really don't know where I'm gonna, what I'm gonna get from them. I, I I'm sorry, I don't. But I'm picking the Titans just because they're at home. Ooh, I, I was wrestling with this one, too, just because, again, shout out to Tennessee for that win against, you know, the Bills and, and a great quarterback and Josh Allen. But you got to think of it this way. They're facing another great quarterback, and, and that's Mahomes. And who knows who knows what he's going to come up with and how he's going to scramble out of the po- pocket because he did a crazy throw last week. I don't know if you saw the video from the stands, but it was just out of control. So it, you never know what to expect. Kansas is getting better. It's going to be an interesting battle, but just because I think Mahomes is a sturdier quarterback and they want more wins, I'm going to go with KC. Derek Henry tore, tore up that Buffalo defense, especially in the second half last Monday night. Uh, outside of that 2019 AFC title game at Arrowhead, Tennessee has owned the, the Chiefs the last couple of years during the regular season. Yeah. I expect it to be another classic bat- battle. Derrick Henry is going to carve up that overrated Chiefs uh, defense. and It's, it's going to be a close one. I know the Titans are four-and-a-half-point underdogs. I, I expect them to cover the spread, but we make pick straight up on this show. I'm going with the Titans as well. So me and Lakino are going with the Titans. All right. So a good one here. You've got Washington and Green Bay. Sid, you start this one. Uh, Green Bay is favored by seven and a half. I want to pick the Washington football team. (laughs) I can't. I I can't. I can't. I'm going with Green Bay. Green Bay got away with one last week in Chicago. They, They really had didn't have to do that much. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing Aaron Rodgers things. The Washington football team, uh, <laughs> if they can hang around the first quarter, uh, then that might be a miracle for them. I'm not saying this is going to be a blowout, but <laughs> I have nothing more to, say, to be honest with you. That's <laughs> it. You're for Clemson. He's for Clemson, folks. He's for Clemson. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with Sid and say Green Bay. Expect a big day for them offensively. I I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of squash the Washington team a little bit just because it's Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers things. So, yeah, I'm it's got to be Green Bay for this one. Yeah, I'm picking Green Bay as well. If the if Washington was a little more talented, I don't know what the status is with Terry McLaren, but yeah. I think the Packers, I think they're starting to kind of find their, you know, find their groove. So I, I think that I'm going to, the Washington, Washington will keep it close, but I think the Packers will end up winning it. 
Um, Christine, you start this next one. Uh, you got the two or three Falcons against the one and five Dolphins. Boy, uh, I, yeah, boy, like this is, I, I picked the Falcons, you know, just because uh, Miami, they're, they're so banged up right now. They're, they're injured all the way around. And now there's rumblings of Deshaun Watson that could be on the team. So who knows what's going to happen with that. Mm. But I, I think this one's got to go to the Falcons just because they're, they're not as banged up as Miami is right now. Plus, I believe Atlanta's coming off a bye week, and yeah. so they, they should be rest, well rested and ready to go. And plus, Matt Ryan is my fantasy starting quarterback, so he better have a big day for me. So, so I'm going with Atlanta. Your fantasy QB. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going with Atlanta. Yeah, I'll pick Atlanta too. Like I said, they're fresh off a bye, and I, I kind of feel like you know what the Dolphins are kind of in upheaval right now, and you know. There's rumblings that maybe they don't like Tua and also too with the Deshaun Watson rumors. So um there's there's a lot of like you know upheaval down there in Miami. So I'm picking mm -hmm. Atlanta. Um a good one here in the AFC North. You've got the four and two Bengals and the five and run Ravens. So you start this one. Well, the Ravens are favored by six and a half. Of course, we mentioned our last segment, Lakina uh, Baltimore had a big win against uh, the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles, they crushed them last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Cincinnati, on the flip side, they, they are one of, uh, of the surprise teams in the NFL this year. Now, I, I think then they're going to give Baltimore a game. I know I may regret uh, picking uh, this team, but I'm going with Cincinnati in an upset. That's surprising. Good for you, Sid. But I'm gonna, you know, go against you once again and say Baltimore because you, you don't know. What a shock! <laughs> uh, you you have to see if Joe Burrow can slow down Lamar Jackson. Can he? I don't know. We're gonna have to see. Plus, Baltimore's at home, and their fans can get just as rowdy as the Cincy fans can. So just because they're at home. I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Yeah, I've been I've been going back and forth on this one. I don't think since he's ready to kind of take that next step yet. Yeah. Um, I think I think the Ravens. I know Ronnie Stanley's out. Stanley's out for the year, so that that could you know be a deterrent for that old line a little bit. But they've had injuries all year, so it's got to be like next guy up. So I think on the hands of Le'Veon Bell and Latavius Murray, I think they'll. They'll be able to run through that uh, that front seven of Cincy, and they'll they'll power them to this one in AFC North a showdown. All right, I'll start this one: Lions and Rams. I know Matt Stafford. We talked about it earlier before you came on, Christine. That you know, I'm sure Matt Stafford's had this game circled on his calendar, his yeah. Google calendar, or you know, I calendar. But look, I, look, this could be maybe a. This could be a trap game for the Rams. I don't think it will be. I think Sean McVay will have his guys ready. I know if, if this was in Detroit, I think maybe this could be a trap game since they're going to be in Los Angeles. I think Stafford has a good game. I know Aaron Dahl will probably sack, you know, poor Jared Goff like four or five times yeah. just because they're not that good. So I think I have the Rams and I have the Rams big. Yeah, I got the same. I I have the Rams too. It's it's going to be bittersweet for for Stafford, just because you know he's playing against his former team. He's been with them for a long time, and saying that he should be able to defeat his former team, knowing what kind of plays they're going to be throwing at them. So it's it's got to be uh, the Rams for this one. I have the Rams too. They are favored by fifteen in the half. Detroit Ooh. could could cover the spread. Could that's the million dollar question? Can they mm. cover the spread? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it. 
Answer yes. the question, Sid, next time. <laughs> yeah, well, I said, maybe next time. I said, maybe, <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time. Uh, okay, second of the three o'clockers, we got the Eagles and the Rams. Christine, you start this one. Just because they're at home, I'm going to go see Vegas with this one. They got a home field advantage. The fan seems to be loving that new home, that new field for them. So it's going to be, it's going to be another close one. But yeah, home field, it's going to be the Raiders. I'm going with Las Vegas as well. Yeah, I got Vegas too. The Phillies just doesn't have it right now. All right, uh, 325, this is going to be the other game on CBS. If you have those who are not going to be watching the Bears game, we got the Texans and the Cardinals. Now, the fact that the Cardinals were able to win their win against Cleveland in Cleveland without you know, without their head coach and their one of the top rush, you know, pass rushers, I think it was another sort of remarkable you know, this this I'm not saying this could be a trap game for him, but I don't know if if, if Cliff Kingsbury will get be cleared to uh to, to coach this week. But look, Vance Jones is more than capable. He coached at Denver for a few years, so he knows the ropes. They're gonna be at home. Texas will keep it close, maybe for like maybe like a half a quarter, but I think that, that the Cardinals will pour it on them and they'll stay undefeated. I'll go with that too. Arizona's gonna stay undefeated. And again, you know, this is JJ Watt's former team now. Yep. So a, a lot of emotions are gonna be thrown out there for him too. But um we, we all see the mess that Texas that the Texans have been in this season. So if you want to go for the more reliable team, I'd go with Arizona for this one. I'm going with the Cardinals and they cover the 18 point spread. Hmm. Oh, we're doing it. Oh, we're doing it. See, I answered that question, Christine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got the Sunday. Okay. Yeah. A Sunday nighter here. You know, 49ers fresh off a bye as they go, uh, as they go, uh, they, as they host, I should say, the, the Colts. Sid, you start this one. Uh, there's been questions about the 49ers all year long. Uh, will Jimmy Garoppolo play? Will he not? Uh, Indianapolis, uh, Carson Wentz still is struggling with both his uh, both his ankles. Uh, I... <laughs> In the beginning of the year, this game uh, was one of the highlight games for Sunday Night Football. This is now where both franchises are. It's like, really? Really? Yeah. Just because I know I'm gonna regret this, I know I am. But just because they're at home, I'm going with the 49ers. I have nothing more. I don't. <laughs> I'll go with the 49ers too. I actually heard Jimmy G could be back this week. So, yep. That's so yeah, that could, that could really be a game changer. Plus, you know, he's an Illinois boy. You know, he he went to Elmhurst and whatnot. And like, like we were talking about the Blackhawk coach, he is very attractive. So. <laughs> Very attractive, but uh, I, I digress. It, it's got to be Jimmy G just because he's a, the, the 49ers. I mean, just because they have a better stable quarterback and now one that's so injury prone and uh, kind of a disappointment. Hmm, that's it. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I'll pick San Fran. I'll probably regret. We'll probably be regretting this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> of course, it was my throw for like three touchdowns or something. But yeah, I think look, they're fresh off a of bye. I, a little bit, you know, they're a little more talented than the Colts right now. The Colts are banged up, so uh, I'll, I'll pick the Colts. I know NBC is probably like, okay, but they wish they could, they could have flexed this game yeah. out, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah, the, the 49ers night, are favored by four. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, take the over on that one. Um, All right, the Monday night right here, you got the Saints and the Seahawks. Sid, you start this one. No, Russell Wilson, even though they have the – Best rowdy fans in the National Football League. Geno Smith um, 
is will be your starting quarterback for Seattle. Uh, I know they played tough, uh, and especially during that second half last week against Seattle. They gave that game away in overtime. It shows you how bad those both those teams are. Uh, the Saints, uh, I believe they're coming off a bye week as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, he better take care of the football, even though Russell Wilson will not be in on the other side. Uh, the Saints have the uh, the better talent uh, all around, so the Saints should be able should be able to win this one. They're favored by four and a half. They're the four and a half point favorite. Yeah, I'll go with this. I'll go with Nolens too. I mean, no <laughs> Russell Wilson. He disappointed my fantasy. So yeah. Who did you pick up? Who did I pick? I think it was uh, Sanders. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's who we ended up picking. So because now Baker's out and it, it's just a big mess. We we are in the rough quarterback situation. So uh, <laughs> for for this game, I'm picking the Saints. All right, yeah, I'm picking the Saints too. Just you know, I know I know Cam said that he would like to play in Seattle, but does he really want to play in a situation where in a couple of weeks Russell Wilson will be back? No, I don't. I can't see that. So I'm picking the the Saints for this one. Hopefully, we'll get good, Jameis. Yeah. On Monday night. Okay, last but not least, folks, you got the Bears and the Bucks. So I'm going to keep it short because I want to give you guys a chance to to break it down here. I look like like I said before. I I think you know Tom Brady. This is actually the one loss last year that still stuck with him. Yeah. We all know he has the memory of an elephant. He he forgets nothing. (laughs) You know he knows how embarrassing that was. You know I'm sure he has like snapshots of the of the four. You know his four. Put up the four. Four down. Four, five, whatever. So, uh, yeah, five, this, four, three, two. And also, too, uh, some breaking news here. Uh, some of our buddies, uh, Jason Leisure, who we talked about earlier, said, and, and Christine, that uh, apparently uh, Jimmy Graham's Jimmy Graham's now on the COVID protocol list. So now he's gonna now he's gonna be out for this oh, game. No. Yeah. So, uh, or, I, I, look, I think. Look, I, look, I think that Justin Fields will have a, a pretty good game. You know, that's a pretty that's a pretty solid Bucks defense still. They'll keep it close. I don't think, like I said, I don't think it'll be a blow like some are predicting, but I think the Bucks will pull away like maybe by the second half, and I think the Bucks will win this game. Yeah, I, I first of all, I have to give Fields a lot of credit for holding his own with, with Rodgers. Uh, to be honest, it was kind of a boring game last week. You, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a big move. There wasn't really a, a – uh, outstanding play. The the only headline is apparently that Aaron Rodgers owns us. You, you know, maybe maybe he's part of the Arlington deal. Who who knows? <laughs> but, you know, but like you said, Lakita, the last time we faced Tom Brady, it was the only loss that he had. That score was twenty to nineteen. So we only beat them by one one point. And you know, so Brady wants this win. It's going to be a good game between the two quarterbacks. It's the largest age gap officially now between quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. which is another historic thing too. So I I think Brady really, really wants to show the Bears who's boss with this one. And they do have the home field for for Tampa. So it's got to be Tampa Bay for this one, unfortunately. I'm going with the Bucks as well. They are 12-point favorites. Uh, I'm with Lakina. Uh, the Tampa Bay will cover in win. Uh, it's not going to be as bad as people think, but it's not going to be as great as people think in terms of if you're a Bears fan. I can see a 24-10, 27-10 mm-hmm. final, or 30-13 final, somewhere in that neighborhood. 
And so Tampa Bay will win this one because they're at home. As uh, Before you joined us, Christine, uh, I can see Tony Romo giving out bouquets to Tom Brady <laughs> once again. And he's going to give his sympathies to Justin Fields. It depends on how the game goes. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> well, yeah, we, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know, right? So, yeah. Just let us know the funeral time. That's it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs> And on that note, those are our all all you know, mic drop, Christine. That's your mic drop. Uh, and those you. are those are our picks for NFL Week Seven. So yeah, we went through that pretty quick because, like I said before, I mean, there's one about a 13 game slate, and yeah, 16 is on by. So you know, pretty you know, we still got a few minutes left. So what what's on your guys' mind, like sporting wise, like we that we haven't a chance to talk about? Yeah, I want to ask Christine. Uh, of course, the last time uh, she was with us, it was last Friday. Uh, the Chicago Sky were in the middle of their uh, uh, championship series against the Phoenix Mercury. Now they're the 2021 champions of the WNBA. Give us your thoughts about Candace Parker returning home and getting the job done, uh, bringing home the championship for our hometown team. Well, at least one Chicago team won a championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Good for them because, you know, the WNBA – they're, they're so underrated, so underestimated just because they are women. They are women in sports and they don't get as much coverage. And, and that's just the, the truth, unfortunately. So it's nice to have the spotlight be on them to see everyone in Chicago go out to Millennium Park to cheer them on and to celebrate with them. I believe there was another Chicago girl on the team, too, from Juliet. I, I can't remember. Allie Quigley. Allie, yeah. So... To have two Illinois natives bring home the championship, it, it's amazing. It's a great accomplishment for them, a great first win, uh, first big championship win, and let, let's hope there's more to come after that. Uh, we have a couple of minutes left right here on Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports, hashtag Football Friday. Sid, Lakini, and Christine with you. Christine, of course, so let's go to baseball as we wind down the League Championship Series, of course. Game six between Houston and Boston from Houston's tonight on FS1. Houston leads that best of seven series, three games to two. Do you see Boston forcing a game seven, or do you see Houston wrapping it up? Gosh, I hope Boston does. I mean, me too. I had them in seven. <laughs> it's safe to say that nobody wants to see Boston. That nobody wants to see uh, Boston lose, and nobody wants to see Houston move on. I, I'm surprised there hasn't been trash cans being thrown out on the field yet for Houston. In all honesty, <laughs> but um, I hope that they make this game interesting. We'll see what happens tonight, but I'm I'm hoping that Boston can pull this one out for sure. What about the what about the National League? You think that the Braves will be able to close it out, or will it be deja vu all over again with the Dodgers coming back and beating them in seven? Yeah, uh, Freddie Freeman, he's he's quite the entertainer, isn't he? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. he really knows how to put on a a good show for the Braves fans. That's for sure. But then again, um, uh, the Dodgers are are the latest World Series champs, so they they're hungry for another win. They they want a repeat, so to speak. So. I, I would say the Dodgers are going to give them the run for the money. That's for sure. A, a quick little story. I ordered a, a Chicago White Sox face mask last year during the pandemic, and I didn't get that face mask. They sent me a Dodgers one instead. So I don't know if that's <laughs> I, I still have that face mask, so I didn't even return it because I'm like, you know what? They just won the World Series. 
I might as well just have it. So that, <laughs> so I still have it as a as a funny story to this day. Hey, I'll give you I'll give you a quick uh, uh, reminder, Christine. I believe in May of next year, the Dodgers will come back to Wrigley Field to play the Cubs. So if you can sneak in a trip back to Chicago, you can. We controlled our uh, fellow North Side friends. You know, the only re the only way I'll go to the North Side and to Wrigley Field is a if there's a concert there, and b mm -hmm. if the White Sox are there. I cannot physically step in there for a Cubs game. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I'll never forget the first time the first time that I uh, that I stepped into Wrigley Field. It was during my internship at Fox Thirty Two. I was with Shea Pepler for the day that Jose Quintana got traded. Mm. And um, I, I remember just waiting in the car and the photog, he he looked at me and so did Shay. And they said, are you gonna make it? Are you okay? And I'm like, let me just take a minute because this is my first time stepping out into this area. So mm. I, may, I may gag a little bit. And they said, oh, yep, been there, done that. We gag too sometimes. So <laughs> kind of, it, it's kind of a funny experience for me. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to this weekend? A busy sports weekend. We're kind of getting into like you know the nitty gritty of it, you know, with the you know, with the baseball playoffs. You know, it's LCS winding down. Uh, NFL Week Seven, college football Week Eight. You know, some other you know big things happening too. El Clasico for all you soccer fans. You know, Barcelona, Real Madrid. That should be a fun one. That's going to yeah. be on ESPN Plus. So if you guys have that, check that out. Sunday at eight fifteen, right at nine fifteen, I should say, right before the games, NFL games. So a nice little appetizer there. So a lot of great sports this week. I'm excited for the Notre Dame game. They're playing a big rival, USC. It's it's pretty early for them to be playing them too. So right, yeah, this, this should this should be a good one. See, go, go Irish right here. I right? oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that should be a really good game for them. They're they're having another great season so far. Besides another uh, uh, NFL Sunday, I'm, as we talked about earlier, Lakina, the NBA is back. It's a yes. seventh anniversary season. I've been enjoying these games so far. Of course, the Bulls had their home opener tonight against the Pelicans. No Zion, Williamson, Boo, but it still should be a festive atmosphere at the UC. So I'm look, really looking forward to watching the Bulls as they'll take on the Pelicans tonight and the Pistons tomorrow at the UC. They should be doing 3-0 by the time we convene here on Monday, Lakina. So basketball is back. I don't know how big of a basketball you, a fan you are, Christine, outside the Bulls, but it's been the first couple of days, great uh, three, four days so far in the NBA. I've noticed. Yeah, it's great to see that everything's getting back to normal, whatever, yeah. whatever that means. Yeah, right. Yeah, some great games. Got Phoenix and the Lakers. That's going to be the nightcapper tonight. Uh, Phoenix and Portland, they got to go right back out on the road, play Portland on NBA TV tomorrow. That's a 9 o'clock tip. Uh, Milwaukee and San Antonio, I'm sure Milwaukee will love to have a rebound from that. Just getting shellacked by the Heat <laughs> last night. So, some really great games. So, on that note, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Oscar McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Christine, where can people follow you on the social media streets? Follow me on Twitter at CManica underscore KXRB. 
And make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's Apple iTunes Store or uh, Google Play. Make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can listen to live shows. And if you missed any, any of them, you can go back to watch the video or the uh, listen to the audio version of our shows. Also, Sports Zone Chicago is on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports, make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms at War on Anchor. We are on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. All right, Lakina, take us home. All right, guys, stay warm out there. I know it's getting a little chilly out there up here in the Midwest. So please, you know, bundle up. And also, too, if you're not going to get the vaccine, you know, wear your mask, wash your hands, and be good to each other. For Sid and Christine, I'm Lakian. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Note Chicago. And we'll see you next week on Monday. Fire Jeremy Carlton in Only the Bulls. Holla! <laughs> so cool.